How are you this week, or shouldn't I ask? No, well, you win some, you lose some. No, I'm, um, I'm pretty happy. Oh, I don't mind. Stuff happens, eh? Yeah. I mean, I could probably say the same for you. I mean, you're still top of the league, but... Yeah, well, it, it's funny. Every time we seem to drop points, um, everyone, everyone around to... us seems to fall. So, um, it's not too bad. I yeah. was a bit worried that um, our lead would have been diminished. I mean, we could have had a bit of a strong lead, um, arguably... We probably deserve to get over the top of Burnley, but, you know, things happen. We can um, talk about that one. Yeah. Well, some of them in there. Anyway, um, so this week we don't have any uh, fixtures, upcoming fixtures to talk about, as there is another international break, obviously heading towards the 2022 Qatar World Cup um, and finalising the European international teams who will compete in that. Um, there's already been a few. I think Germany's already qualified. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you like. <laughs> England could qualify, I believe, this week if they get a win. Yeah. Um, There's a few teams. It, it'll start to take shape after this international break, yeah. even in uh, South America as well, and the yeah. Asia ones. Australia will be in action as well. Yeah, Australia looks like they're going to qualify um, after a pretty big run, obviously coming to the end um, against Japan um, for those Asian or AFC yeah. uh, spots in the World Cup. Um, anyway, uh, so we're going to go through the results as we always do. We've got the Champions League and the Premier League to get through. Uh, a bit of news on the rundown. Um, it seems to be the week yes. of manager sackings. Um, we'll get into <laughs> that in a bit. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all we have. Um, so we'll get straight into it. So as Shoppies just said, we uh, had some Champions League match day four action. Um, and then Premier League match week 11, uh, a mix of results across both competitions. Um, we'll start with the uh, Champions League, the Wednesday morning fixtures for us, otherwise the Tuesday night fixtures. Uh, we kicked off in Group E uh, with Bayern taking on Benfica. Uh, this is one of the matches we'll uh, talk a little bit more about um, as we start to get towards the Ballon d'Or date at the end of this month um but yeah Bayern uh, defeating Benfica 5-2 at the Allianz Arena it is the Allianz Arena yeah um, uh stadium or arena yep one of those yep um but yeah anyway 5-2 pretty uh one-sided scoreline uh Lewandowski 26 minute Serge Gnabry in the 32nd minute uh, Benfica pulled one back before halftime with Morato in the 38th minute. Uh, Sane, Lewandowski after halftime. Nunes bringing another one back for Benfica, but then Lewandowski uh, with the hat-trick. His fourth Champions League hat-trick um, in his 100th Champions League appearance. I believe he's the third player to score a hat-trick in his 100th appearance, which is something. Uh, he was like the ninth or tenth player to actually score, so that's like a third of the players that have scored in the hundredth appearance have gone on to score hat tricks, which is something. Um, but yeah, um, the extent Bayern are going to demolish their group is <laughs> uh, is a lot more than any other team in the league, uh, the Champions League so far. Uh, they've scored seventeen so far in in four group stage games. Uh, the next best 
was Liverpool City and Ajax. This was before the Thursday fixtures with yeah. 11 goals. Um, so, yeah, head and shoulders above the rest uh, in that attacking sense. Yeah, I think that's the... Um... Uh, the Nagelsmann effect. That he's always very cutthroat. Yeah, ruthless attacking. Doesn't mind conceding a little bit, a bit, bit, bit. Um, maybe a little bit of the Bielsa school of uh, football. I think in some ways, some aspects of his game that you've seen through uh, RB Leipzig. But yeah, very high pressing and uh, attacking football. Great to watch. Um, and it suits Bayern very well. I mean, um, Hansi Flick. Played similar. I think he was a bit more cautious, but um, you know yeah, they've got the firepower to do it. So why yeah, not? and especially in the group stage where really it's just the wins that matter yeah. to get through. Um, but when they start to come up against more decent opponents, uh, <laughs> even better than Barcelona. Cause Barcelona shambles at the moment. Yeah, um, they're not. They're not Barcelona. Nah. In the yeah, when like round of sixteen comes around, when they start to face. Uh, or what will look to be second place teams, they may still be able to dominate. Um, mm. But yeah, but once their they new, get to that their new line, manager may bring something different too. So yeah, exactly. Um, so as a result of this, Bayern uh, qualified for the round of sixteen already after four games, four from four. Uh, one man has been in the spotlight for almost two years now, Robert Lewandowski. Um, Obviously, there's a few Ballon d'Or leaks in the middle of the week, um, which would take with a pinch of salt. But with a month worth of games left, um, half of that will be than, taken yeah. up with uh, the international break. Let's be real. What are his chances? His chances of winning. If if I'd... if if things were to carry out for the rest of this month. The same way they had in the last three months. I think it's already been decided. Because um, all the leaks have basically said yeah, I, either I either been a leak of the scores saying Messi has won or a leak that Messi has been told that he's won. I, I think they decide maybe six months or four months or something like that before they don't really count the last bit, if that makes sense. And it's more of an overarching picture. So do you reckon they go from like June to June or something? Yeah, something like that. It's never a full calendar year. Yeah, it's um, a bit weird how that which works. Which might seem wrong, but unless there's a major tournament... That it would make play. more sense to do it season to season. It's a lot easier yeah, to track would. as well. It would, but I still think even if doing that, I think Messi still wins. If, um, it, if it was season to season, I'd say Messi. But the fact that Messi hasn't done anything since winning the Copper America. He scored three goals for PSG since arriving there. Lewandowski... He scored three against Benfica. Yeah. And he's, he's continued to score. He still scored more goals. Um, yeah, but, but I think I the know. fact that Messi triumphed that trophy with Argentina, how it was such a big deal as well, yeah, and obviously also his, caught a lot of attention. His um, back end of you know the year that he had at Barcelona, and, and that that portion of the year of this year that was of that season, yeah, which, he was phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah, things haven't gone perfect for him so far at uh, PSG, but you know. It's, Gonna take time when you move to a new club after twenty one years at uh, at one club. Um, yeah, I, I still don't think it changes. I still think yeah. I know if you're going on stats and things. I think the Ballon d'Or is reserved for the best player on the planet, and I 
as much as Lewandowski tries, he won't be. Unless Messi sits a year out, but you know what I'm saying? The year, last seat, last year, he should have won it. If, if they had won. At Lewandowski I've, got, won I've it. got a hypothetical yes or no for you. Yeah. If this year's Ballon d'Or was to be 2020 and 21 combined, does Lewandowski win? I think it's closer. Because um... it's... I would almost say it's undoubted if 2020 had accounted, Lewandowski was going to win. They won five trophies. It's the highest scorer in Europe. If yeah, they if they were to combine the two, what do you think? Like, Messi wasn't as good as he was this year, but he wasn't... I don't know. I, I, I It would be very hard. I think it's a, a, a flip of the coin for that. Get a coin. Do you have a coin? Um, I think there's... <laughs> no. I think Lewandowski... Well, you know, golden boots and things, and you know, it's sad to say, but I think the even when Messi was playing for Argentina and they didn't win trophies, it was he was still playing for Argentina. Ah, uh, yeah. And he still had a massive impact and still scored a lot of goals, and they still um, got the finals and semi-finals and things. Lewandowski plays for Poland. Yeah, that's now, the massive. Conference. You can't choose where you're born. I understand, but <laughs> he is the. You know, he carries that team. Yeah. And if they make it to a World Cup, it's because of him. It's not yeah. real. Like, I, there's a lot. There's a few good Polish players, but He's nothing to compare to He's if the you look at event. Argentina. Yeah. Um, when Messi's, you know, managing that, like, like a general on the field, um, like Ronaldo, Portugal, stacked with talent. Yeah. Um, and they lift him up as well. I think every team has one if sort of headline. Lewandowski played for Germany, he would have been in the running and probably would have won it a couple of times. I think. Yeah. Um. Because they're stacked. Yeah. Um, and in order to win the Ballon d'Or, you kind of have to play for one of those top um, football nations. Uh, the, the Germany's, the England's, the Portugal's, Portugal. France, you know, um, yeah. Croatia to an extent. Um, yeah. But, um, or, yeah, or a stacked. And, and and have to be one of the top yeah, you gotta be, sides as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he, some. He was ripped off last year, but this year, I, you could make a case for him deserving it. But I still I still don't make the sense of why that was cancelled. I still can't figure because out because Messi wouldn't have won. Maybe <laughs> um, no, I think it was the COVID thing, and they didn't want it to be. They didn't want the asterisk thing. I think people with certain people who won the league, the asterisk is going to be there. There's an asterisk in the Portuguese league. Mm. There's an asterisk there. And I think it was cancelled in the... The Eredivisie was cancelled that year. So that's obviously null and void. But yeah. And it did... It that's did, old news now. COVID did affect a lot of players' performance. And that, oh, you know, yeah. Well, a lot of players out. missed games because of, you yeah. know, catching COVID. So, yeah. It's tough, but, you know, he, yeah. got, a lot, he got a lot of other... Well, I guess if you get COVID now, it's almost considered an, like an injury. That's what it's like. Because you, you're out for play. a certain amount of time, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, let's just speed through uh, some of these games. Dinamo Kiev fell to Barcelona 1-0 again. Ansu Fati with the winner there, uh, putting Barcelona into second in Group uh, E, uh, just above Benfica. Uh, Atalanta and Manchester United played a 2-2 draw in Italy. Ronaldo... The hero again for United when they needed him. Um, yeah, scored the first and the second, uh, saving them both both times. 
probably won't talk about United too much this episode, except uh, well, domestically we will, but um, we'll keep a a lid shut on that one. Uh, The other Group F game, Villarreal defeated Young Boys 2-0 in that one. Again, pretty expected. But yeah, that group uh, is looking very good going in, well, for a neutral, going into the last two games. United, Villarreal both on seven. Atalanta on five, Young Boys on three. So all teams are still in contention. Um, United probably could have almost qualified. No, not just about. If they had a beaten Young Boys. Um, Group G, Wolfsburg defeated Salzburg uh, 2-1, which I believe was their first win of the campaign. Uh, and Sevilla lost to Lille 2-1. Sevilla still without a win. A little victory? Yeah. Oh, a big victory for them, actually. Um, yeah, Group G, very similar um, with Sol- uh, Salzburg on seven points, Lille and Wolfsburg five points, Sevilla still on three points, even though they haven't won a game. Uh, three draws, one loss. Um, but yeah, I think that one's, again, still very wide open. Uh, in Group H, Chelsea got Malmo 1-0. And <laughs> it, should, it should have been about 10, but... Yeah, right. uh, and Juventus got Zenit 4-2. Uh, mm. Juventus uh, became the second club to qualify for the round of 16, going four from four as well. I think you Juve kind of have a bit of a conceding problem. Yeah, uh, similarly to Bayern. They, mm. they manage to score a lot, but as long as you're scoring more than your opponent... Yeah, I mean, the the uh, Bielsa mentality there. Yeah. Um, now moving on to the Thursday morning fixtures or the Wednesday night over in Europe. Uh, Group A, Leipzig and PSG playing a 2-2 draw. I think Leipzig deserved a point here. Um, it was their first point of the whole campaign. Um, they've played well but weren't able to get the results thereafter. Is Pochettino under pressure? Oh... No. No. I think he's still got some... He They had a big summer as well, so... Do you know he's still under contract for um, Tottenham? Yeah. Till 2023. <laughs> Which we'll, I can actually... I've got something funny. I'll bring up with that one. I think we four, talked about... I think. Yeah. Nuno, <laughs> All the last four. Nuno... Mourinho. Yeah, Nuno, Mourinho. Conte. Um, Conte and Pochettino. All till 2023. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, I don't think he's under pressure. I think it's still a fair bit yeah, to yeah. go. I mean, they had a few outs, but... Yeah, and it's a, a one player that hasn't actually played yet is Sergio Ramos. Mm. He's been injured. He's made in wages. He's already made four mil, and he hasn't stepped foot on the pitch yet. Which oh, I think he's it's a bit tough. Yeah, poor bloke. Thank God he was a free transfer. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have been a little bit. Hey, young. Um, God, I don't think they care about the money. If nah. I'm completely honest. God no. And um, when when Newcastle's players next year are on five hundred million dollars a season. They're going to get ridiculous wages. If they can get free transfers and you're a player that only cares about money, which a few of them, let's be honest, when they're 30, go, yeah, all right, let's do it. Sign me up. Better than going to China. At least you're playing in the best You're playing in the Premier League. Oh, well, hope championship. (laughs) (laughs) Still better than going to China. Yeah. Um, Another player, Christopher Nkunku for Leipzig in uh, fine form. I think he's got up to five goals now in, in the league. Uh, the Champions League, so that's third or fourth best oh, in the yeah. comp. Just, just to say, I would rather play in the Champions at the Championship than League One. But um. the other Group A match, yes, we had Man City four, Club Bruges one. Um, let me just get back up to where we were. Yeah, so City and PSG 
top of that group, mate. This this feels very weird. Yeah. <laughs> we've recorded about twenty minutes. Well, we've talked about for the last twenty minutes, yep. but it hasn't been recording. Let's just put that out there. Um, it's going back to it. City and PSG, uh, top of Group A. Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> group B. AC Milan and Porto playing out a 1-1 draw. AC Milan's first points of the Champions League season. The other Group B match, Liverpool defeated Atletico Madrid 2-0. Liverpool with 13 to qualify for the round of 16. 16 uh, with their first time going 4-4 in the group stage of the Champions League. Uh, The first Group C match we had uh, was Dortmund and Ajax, which is one we'll uh, quickly talk about. Yep. Uh, Ajax defeating Dortmund 3-1 at Signal Duna Park. Red card for Dortmund off the bat. Not off the bat, but in the first half an hour of Mats Hummels. Uh, silly challenge, but one that was uh, heavily debated on whether a yellow would have sufficed for that challenge, um, which, in my opinion, I would have probably given that a yellow. Red was very harsh. Mm. Um, yeah, but then Dortmund went and scored from the penalty spot with Royce. Uh, to put them ahead, I held on to that lead until the 72nd minute. Dusan Tadic in the 72nd uh, minute equalising. Sebastian Allaire in the 83rd minute and then Klassen in the 93rd minute. Haller with his uh, seventh goal of the season in the Champions League. Obviously helped by that that Hall of Four um, against Besiktas, I want to say it was. It might have been Sporting, but one of those two sides. Um but yeah, Ajax were the, third, uh, the fourth and final team this week to qualify for the round of 16. Um, and I thought this team, the way they're playing, is reminiscent of their 2018-19 squad uh, that made it to the semi-final, uh, defeated by Tottenham. Um, the way they're able to, uh, you know, come from, I wouldn't say, a, you know, come from behind to you know spur on a big victory anyway, as we were saying before. You know, you're 1-0 down in the 70th minute and there's 20 minutes to go. Uh, a draw wouldn't seem so bad, but the the way they're able to spur a 2-0, a 2-goal victory mm. is something else. Um, but yeah, depending on whether they come first or second in that group, no matter who they face, it'll be a cracking fixture um, regardless. Cracking. Um, the other group, see much Sporting beat Besiktas 4-0. Um Sporting did a job on Besiktas in the last match week as well, which I forgot to mention. Yep. Uh, absolutely pummeling them in the Good last two that. games. Sporting club did Portugal. And Group D, Real Madrid defeating Shakhtar 2-1 and Inter Milan defeating Sheriff 3-1 in Moldova. Uh, now putting those two teams in the top two, Real Madrid first, Milan second, Sheriff third, Shakhtar last. Um, all very much so still in the hunt. I'd say. Uh, so with two games to go, the groups I'd probably watch out for is uh, Group F and G, the United Group and the Salzburg Group. Could very much go down to the wire just to see some carnage would be fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll start to see a lot more teams qualify after yep. the next one, which yep. will be two episodes from now. Now, <laughs> for the second time, Premier League Match Week 11. Um I'm just real. I, we're not going to be able to have the same conversation. No, yet, no. But I, I just, I don't even want to talk about. Just skim. You're going to have to like skim what you said yeah, before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Southampton defeated Villa in the first game, one uh, nil. Uh, there was um, 
did come at an expense for Villa as well, which we'll talk about in the rundown. Uh, people probably already know what that one's about. Second game of the week was United and City, Manchester Derby. A big one in English football. Yep, Battle of the Manx. Um, City 2-0, Eric Bay with an own goal in the seventh minute, Bernardo Silva with the second uh, in the 45th minute. Um, we can still talk a little bit about it. United obviously lining up in a 5-2-3 with including the goalkeeper. That's eight defensive players or defensive minor players. Um, and just the way they conceded was very poor from glory, that standard. Glory, glory, man, you know it. <laughs> I, I just feel... got that song in my head now. Yeah. I, it actually does get stuck and in my quite often. Anyway, you want to repeat what you said, but, you know, oh, condense okay, it a yeah. little bit. Of yeah. me United's it's like incompetence. Yeah, they showed very poor um, form, I think. I think um, I was uh, making the analogy while we were not recording um, because it cut out that if you've ever seen um, footage from matches in the early to mid-90s just before the Premier League or early inception of the Premier League um, in English football uh, where one side has been out at the pubs and the clubs all night, um, and you can definitely tell they have, um, that's what it looked like. Yeah, it was it was shocking performance. I think Bruno Fernandes was the only one really, really trying um, for most of the match. But yeah, it was it, it was Manchester City all the way. They were just toying with him. It could have easily, easily been a Liverpool. Um, I would actually argue, and uh, Roy Keane um, did, and I agree with him, that it was worse. In many ways. It was way more torturous, I think. Yeah. The way they were just toying drawn with out. It was, yeah. yeah. And I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer needs to go now. He needed to go a while ago. I, I said he's not the right person for the job about a year ago, and it's on record, so if you want to have a look back and to prove me right, fine. Um, this is when they were finishing second, and I didn't... It wasn't convincing, um, and there was many reasons. I, you know, the the five, two, three... Um, didn't work. It didn't work. It was never going to work. Um, it could have worked if they had a brought in Conte. Yes, and they had the 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 prods up the backsides of the players. Yeah, <laughs> I think it it also showed how unreliable Ronaldo is in terms of work ethic. I think he's there to score goals. Fine, let him do that. But they relied on him a bit to try and get the ball off or to 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 man manage or to. Uh, you know, be a bit of a leader, which I don't think he is on the field. He, he doesn't tell people what to do and say, oi, get back, oi, market man, things like that, um, that they really need. Um, Harry Maguire, their actual captain, doesn't do that either. He was a bit shocking. Um, both goals were preventable. First, an own goal. Second, De Gea's mistake. Um, also, the defence's mistake, but De Gea, who did have a pretty well, good first half, I'd mistake. say. Made some yeah. good saves. Um yeah, I think City, you know, they didn't even break a sweat. Um, the likes of Foden being interviewed after the match looked like he'd had a shower and it was going out on the town. He didn't look like he played looked like he did a pre-match. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I think Ollie needs to go. Willie, I'm as confused as the next person. This is beyond a joke in my opinion. It's not funny anymore. It's, you know, it's very sad and it doesn't make any sense. I enjoy it. Um, I think you were saying before, and I'm just going to say just so we get over and done with, that uh, he's he's lost 21% of all uh, no, so home tw- matches. So 21% of United's home matches 
in the Premier League, so since 92, yeah. have come from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the helm. The losses, yeah. So that's like the last, what, three seasons yeah. have been a quarter, or a fifth, let's say. And even when they had Van Gaal and Mourinho, they would rarely lose at home. And, and it's still, even when they were yeah, having it was a bad fortress. seasons. It was a fortress back then. Always been a fortress. Um, the, you know, the Up until of the last couple of seasons. The Theatre of Dreams has become the Theatre of Screams. Um, as as we mentioned. As we week. mentioned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is dragging on and it's yeah not good for anyone. Well, they've got Watford next, so can they save his job again? Because Watford if it, could score five goals against Unless them. they go and do an Norwich, which we'll talk about soon. They get a big win and then they <laughs> they do a little bit of a... Anyway, I don't really want to keep talking about this because it's just a bit too much. So I think we move on then. <laughs> Every week. Um, well, yeah, moving on to that Norwich game. Uh, they got their first win of the season, uh, defeating Brentford at Brentford uh, 2-1. Uh, Brentford Community Stadium. Yeah, the community stadium back there. Uh, another unexpected but also expected axing from this one, which we'll talk about in the rundown again. Let's someone, say overdue, let's yeah, say. Someone got told to fuck off. Yeah, um, that is going to be the episode title. <laughs> Just fuck off. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I think we actually said that would have to be it when he leaves. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wrote it in me notes. I'm going to do it now. Anyway, uh, anyway uh, the next game, Chelsea held by Burnley 1-1. Um, again, a result that would have, at the time, maybe concerned, but after all the results, yeah. it doesn't look too bad. Also... Not that it was unfair. The result was unfair, I think, but the goal wasn't. It was a penalty, rightly so. Um, but, you know, 70% possession, complete dominance. I think, you know, the execution, but, we, you know, not to make excuses, but, you know, missing some strikers and things. Still not good enough, but um, well done for Burnley to keep it at 1-1. Yeah, I was a bit scared when this result came in, but by the end of the week, I was like, eh, okay. It's fine. Um, Could have been worse. Yeah. I think he still would have been top of the league regardless. Would, yeah, because of goal difference, even if... No, yes, you're right. It would have been up to one one point. point. Yep. Um, But yeah. um, Anyway, it's a draw. It's, you know, not a loss. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Palace continued their uh, fine form with Mm. a 2-0 win over Wolves, um, halting their fine form. Uh, Both teams were in very good form going into this game. Uh, one Crystal Palace player or Chelsea player, we should mm-hmm. say, Conor Gallagher. He's he's the highest scoring Chelsea listed player. If I was uh, in the Premier League, yeah. If I was Vieira, I'd be worried he might be recalled. I don't think they would recall him. I think if anything, they'd recall uh, Billy Gilmore. He's, he's not getting it though, again. Still better off. Oh, he would be at Chelsea now anyway. Because you you if you're injured, you go back to your. Oh, do you? Yeah. Um. But yeah, obviously he wouldn't be he wouldn't be training or anything. He'd just be there for rehab or whatnot. Yeah, I, I was surprised we actually loaned. I was how I didn't think he was going to make the first team, but I remember watching him in some of the preseason matches, kind of Gallagher. I was like, this boy's got it. Um, he's with it right now. He's absolutely on fire. Yeah, and reminds this probably, me of um, well, it doesn't remind me of. Like, he's very comparable to Emil Smith Rowe. Yes, um, someone who without. If Arsenal was without him, I think they would have lost many of their games. I think yeah. he's saved them countless times. Yeah. Well, we'll Holds talk about Arsenal well. in a second. Yep. Uh, Brighton and Newcastle. <laughs> Brighton and Newcastle, Hove Albion. <laughs> Brighton and Hove Albion. New super club. Yeah. Uh, drew with Newcastle United 1-1. Uh, nothing really with this one. Again, we talk about um, Potter. I'll just talk about briefly. You know, obviously that, that draw against Liverpool is quite good. Harry. Hey. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. 
but um, it's results like this that's the contrast. Drawing to yeah. Newcastle at home. Yeah, but Chelsea drew one-one with Burnley. So is this a? It's that one little bit of that hint of inconsistency. Yeah. Although he is mainly consistent, it's just this yeah, one. But you balance bit. that out with. Brighton's squad, how much the squad cost, how much he spent. Still better than Newcastle, though. They should have won. Yeah, but, I mean, Man City are 10 times, if not 100 times, better than Crystal Palace, and they lost 2-0. Yeah. So, it's I mean, crazy things happen, but... Things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a 1-1 draw, I don't think... You can, you can be critical, but not too critical. It's a 1-1 yeah. draw. They're still draw. up there in the yeah. league. Um, yeah. Where are they? Seventh, so... Not too bad, not too... No, I mean, it's pretty good for them. Uh, Arsenal, as we are mentioning, uh, Emil Smith-Rowe with the winner against Watford. Uh, a little bit controversial as there was a player on the ground and um, Ranieri expected, uh, you know, Arsenal to stop the play. But the ref didn't, so it was fair play um, from their side. Fair, but yeah. yeah, well, it's uh, ultimately it's, uh, it's the ref's decision. So it's not really an Arsenal Generally, issue. they don't get involved with those kind of things. And even if it, this they do. Not all the if there's time. a player on the ground, they can stop the game at any point. They can, but yeah, I don't think it was as serious as that. But and I think especially when the game kick it out of play just because the man someone's on the ground and that's what you do. That's yeah. just expected. Nil nil, and they're in an attacking position. I don't think they're gonna want to, th- you know, kick no. the ball out anyway. No. Um, but yeah, Emil Smith throw again with the winner. Um, one thing I saw, which. You can take this one with a pinch of salt too. I saw uh, Wenger versus Arteta in the first 100 matches managed at Arsenal, mm-hmm. and it was I was actually quite um, surprised with this because you know talking about Arteta, probably don't expect him to be the most consistent. I mean, the first 100 matches of a manager's career isn't very significant in the grand scheme of things. What, at Arsenal, this is at Arsenal. Um, so 100 matches. Wins, Arteta has 56 to Wenger's 53. Points, though, scored. Uh. Wenger has 188 and Arteta has 186. That's fine. Um, Goals scored, he has league five matches? more as well. This is just 100 matches in so it's not the league, 100 matches league across thing. Because they're, they're playing more now than they would have even 20 years ago. So that's well, then, if it. anything, that's more impressive. He's able to produce that in it, with short turnovers. If he's Maybe, playing a game, two games a also, week. Also, bear in mind, it took um, it took Wenger sixteen months to win the Premier League. Yeah, it's been two years now. Two years. This is his second season, and they won second the FA season. Cup. It's only the first hundred bad. That's what I mean. Like, it's yeah, not... I know, but it's still in that time he won the Premier League. Against, yeah, but that U- just shows United's how competitive, peak. how much more competitive the the league has gotten to the point where they're still he's putting up those figures which aren't bad. Yeah, but he's being outplayed by another four or five clubs. Game too, so it's hard to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's still impre- It's an impressive stat considering he's always had. You know, he's always been looked at as like, is he good enough? Is mm. he good enough? I would, I would also say that Wenger's wins, if you go back and look at them, those fifty, whatever. Probably a lot more convincing. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, goals scored. He scored more goals. Arteta's first 100, they've scored more goals. So 
I'm not yeah. sure what that. But I also can probably concede a lot more goals. Yeah, probably. Um, clean sheets aren't as important as they were in the 90s, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, we'll move on. Which is maybe a bad thing, but anyway. Yeah. One of the games I wanted to mention didn't uh, pan out to be as exciting as I thought. Uh, Everton and Tottenham playing out a nil-all draw. It was Conte's first uh, shot in the Premier League with Tottenham. Uh, he played, uh, well, he didn't play. He managed or coached the first game in the UEFA Europa Conference League, which happened to be uh, quite overwhelming with the amount of action in that one. Five goals in the first half, uh, sending off, whatnot. Anyway, uh, yeah, quite a contrast. Nil-nil in his first league game. Uh, still plenty of work to be done. Everton did get a red card right at the end of the game, which turned out to be um, not a big deal in the 92nd minute. Um, but I think what there, there's a lot... He just seems to have a lot more potential in what he can do with this squad compared to other managers, I think, since Poch has left. Mourinho was exciting when he got there. Wasn't really able to turn things around. Nuno had a quick oh, shot at it. I think you gotta wait. You gotta wait because. But for some, there's just this feeling that. But he I had can honestly do it. had that feeling when Mourinho was there, and I thought a lot of top yeah, that's what I mean. Did as well, and but I thought also at the time, why would they sack Pochettino? Because he's, he's doing what they weren't giving him what he wants. That was a bit so silly. If they've realised now, if it's taken this, the sacking of three managers in two years, to realise. We're going to have to give them what they want, as we're not going to get anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think one thing we'll talk about it in the rundown, because he's obviously appointed during the week uh, on Tuesday, I think it would have made. But anyway, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, the final two Premier League games this week, we had Leeds and Leicester playing out a 1-1 draw. Um, I think Leicester not performing to the rate they should be. I think this is a good result for Leeds uh, in their... In comparison for their league this season or their campaign this season, hasn't been quite as good as it was last year. Uh, West Ham with the biggest win of the week, I'd say, three uh, two at home to Liverpool. This season, West Ham has now defeated Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Tottenham, and Leicester. They're yet to play uh, the likes of Chelsea yet. Uh, do you reckon they're the real deal? Are they a top four shout? Who? West Ham. Especially with the teams they've beaten this season, that's the bit that catches my eye. Like they've not, they haven't just beaten nobodies. They've beaten big teams. They're a top four shout, but the only thing I'd say is stamina and longevity. Yeah. They can stick it out for the rest of the season. Well, Their depth that. isn't that great, um, but I rate David Moyes. I think he's been overlooked a lot of the time. Um, well, he was one of those men that United had <laughs> at one stage. The cursed another one. Chalice. Yeah, um, another one blasts the dust. Yeah, but who misses out? Is it United that misses out on the Champions League? I hope so. Because I can't see City, Chelsea or Liverpool at the moment. But well, at knows? the moment as it stands, it would be United that miss out. Yeah. And if anything, United miss out on Europe altogether because Arsenal have fifth. Arsenal <laughs> yeah. are above United in the league right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think uh, it's one of those things where we'll have to just wait wait it out and see like uh, eventually later on in the league. Anyway, we've been going for about half an hour now, so I think better move on to the rundown. We've got a lot to cover, um, and then that will wrap up. This week on the rundown, on Wednesday, Tottenham appointed Antonio Conte as the replacement as head coach 
um, to Nuno Espirito Santo, who departed the club not long before. Uh, before. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So they've uh, appointed him as head coach on an 18-month deal until uh, the summer of 2023, which their last four, the last three including him, or four including him, have also been on that deal. Same deal. Um, Which, what are they planning in June 2023? There must be something going on. If if they've all been that deal. They're going to... Anyway. Going to be great. Turn into Tottenham Hotspur NFL club because that seems like that's all <laughs> Join the money NFL. goes to. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on on Sunday. I got more. I got more. I got more. Okay, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, Fabio Paratici managed to change the mind of Conte. Uh, couldn't convince him during the summer. Obviously, a little bit more money on the table, but nonetheless, was still able to change his mind. Um, got a bit bored at home gardening. Yeah, there's uh, one thing I want to point out is. He did leave his position at Inter at the end of last season, mainly because of the issues with the transfer budget and policies they had. He and the Sun 8-8 corporation. Didn't, didn't see eye to eye with them. Uh, obviously, Spurs are notorious for not giving managers or head coaches money uh, or what they want. How Do you think this has been cleared up and that he will be given a budget to spend? Or do you think there's going to be conflict again? I don't know. I think... You could only expect that there will be conflict because Mourinho's been there and Mourinho likes to spend money like it's no one's business as well. But I think the fact that he's already had a falling out with a club, it was very public as well. Surely they would have known, or he would have known as well with Spurs. But you never know as well because they've got the new head of football as well who has some sort of say. But the head of football is answerable to... um, yeah, Levy. Uh, Daniel Levy. Yeah. So, ultimately, it's the same circle. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter who you put in that chair, in my opinion, unless they give him more autonomy. Um, well, I think without Paratici, they don't get Conte. Yeah. I think that's one of the big reasons why he would have gone there. Yeah, I probably agree, but I also think Conte was probably got into his head that, oh, I can get the United job, and then goes, oh, maybe I do want to coach again. Uh, in the Premier League, and yeah. then this comes up, so maybe it was like a consolation Just prize as well. Perfect timing for Tottenham, yeah, I think. Perfect timing for Tottenham, and they saw. I think they saw the fact that Antonio Conte was interested in United, and they go, "Perfect time to sack <laughs> get him right now." Yeah. Um, very harsh on Nuno though. He'd only been there four months, hadn't yeah. been given any time at all. Yeah, that is right. And he started off with a bang too, which they weren't expecting. I think they went three from three from the first three yeah. in the last eight. And he was the good, he was the tenth manager on their list. Essentially, yeah. I you think. got manager of the month last what? No, what last? Month, yeah, I don't think that's October. ever happened to get manager of the month and then be sacked. Yeah, um, but yeah, Premier League time. It's a place to be. Right? Five in the Pep. last eleven matches, managers have gone. Pep, Tuchel, Conte, Klopp, all in the Premier League. It's exciting, and then add the other ones like Potter, Bielsa. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. good. Well, pretty I mean, it's time. the best league in the world, and this is only making it. Better. Harder to reach for the other leagues. You want to know something? An English manager has never won the Premier League. I know that. That is crazy. They have Could won... Moyes be the first one? Probably not. The but... Premier League has only been around since 1992-3, so... Still 20 years. It is still well. Scottish managers, on the other hand, have won <laughs> something like 14 or 15, 
I mean, 13 of them were, were. Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say one of them. But they've done pretty well, let's, yeah. let's just say. And Wait, no, Moyes is Scottish. He didn't win. He's not English. I was thinking. He was He's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, he is Scottish. Yeah. David Potter's the only... David Potter. Graham Potter. Gra- Graham. Is he the only English manager? Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Yep. Gonna look. Um, I think that's, is that actually it? I think so. I'm actually going to double... Um, who oh, is... and Newcastle's... Newcastle's replaced... Who's Thomas Frank from? Is he German? I think so. Uh, Brandon Rogers is Northern Irish. Mm-hmm. Turkle's German. Rafa, no. Klopp's German. Euro, no. Um, Pep's um, Spanish. Oh, or yeah, that is right. Arteta's Spanish. Norwich had Fark. He was German. Yeah, there's literally, I think there's only two managers. Dean Smith, was. he was gone. He was three. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there was only three. That's shocking. They need more more English. I mean, it's, it makes the league a little bit more exciting when they're English. I mean, I think the Germans are better, but... Um... They're getting the job done at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's, what's what's next? Anyway, moving on. On Sunday, Norwich sacked head coach Daniel Fark um, hours after leading the club to their first victory in the Premier League this season. Fark off. Yes, I don't think there's much else to be said. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, when it comes who's to who's going like, to take over? Who wants it? Uh, it's like the worst job to have in I football. Think, right I think what they do is they they um, they um leave a pint of wine outside Carrow Road and then I think Big Sam will smell it and he'll run Sam. there. And Have you heard that story? No, but do I want to? Yeah. So he got the English, um, for all of you who don't know, um, Sam Mellodice is a well-known English um, manager who um, is famous for getting... Teams to stay up, although it didn't really work last season. Um, he Sam was sacked Allardyce, before they got relegated last year. <laughs> he basically he was appointed as the English manager, and it was only a couple of weeks or something into the job, and he went to a pub and they were giving him pints of wine, pints yeah. of wine, and he was saying stupid stuff, and it was recorded and put out on the news. What was he saying? Um, he was talking about... I can't remember what, exactly what he's talking. You can look it up, yeah. Google Pints of Wine, um, but that destroyed his England career <laughs> yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of England managerial career. And that's Weird. the whole thing with the pint of wine. Uh, anyway, it, it's yeah. a possibility. I can't see a lot of... Um, I can't see a takers. lot of... Yeah, I can't see a lot of takers. I mean, the it was overdue, I think, the fact that he got... Todd although he did, although he did get two promotions, he also got relegated twice. Um <laughs> Since joining, their best so he's he joined four seasons ago. This yeah. was his fifth season. Started in the Premier League, got relegated, back up, got relegated, back up, and now <laughs> Frank Lampard <laughs> looks maybe. like he might get relegated again. Where is he still without a job? Isn't he? Well, I think he's doing punditry, but um, nothing. Done a Gary Neville, just didn't work out the first time. <laughs> I think he'll Gary Neville. I'll tell you what. I think he'll go back into it. I think uh, it's just a matter of time. Anyway, um, to move on, um, surprise, surprise, on Monday, Aston Villa sacked uh, head coach Dean Smith after suffering their fifth consecutive Premier League defeat. Not a very high bar or low bar, I don't think. I mean, yeah, Villa. For a Villa without Grealish? Yeah, I think the main reason, just outside looking in, is the fact that. You know, they got Grealish money. They spent it. Although it is hard to, you know, form a team that quickly. It's only been eleven games. 
nothing's really molded yet. Yes. Um, we haven't seen anything. Uh, they sit 16th, three wins, one draw, seven losses, 10 points. As you said, five losses in a row. I mean, it's not the greatest of sights. Um, but yeah, I think out of these, I, out of all of these so far, I think I expected this the least. I can't. I think the Watford one. Yeah, I did not expect it. The Watford one was very Watford with Minos. Bruce, I mean, it, once the new owners came in, yep, you could tell. Yeah, I expected that. Nuno, probably not as much as no. well, but yeah. once it happened, you sort of realised why. Yeah. Fuck, should happen fucking ages ago. <laughs> Dean Smith, I think, yeah, didn't really, probably deserved a little bit more time, maybe into the summer, uh, into the winter. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't think he deserved it. But yeah, he took over October 2018, or 14th in the championship, so he's brought them back up. Obviously, Grealish was a main part of that. Um, but yeah. Uh, Could he take the Norwich job? Stay in the Premier League? Maybe try something? He's got experience. Um, Look, Possibly, but I don't know. Um, Anyway, moving on. um, There's a bit of extra news um, in the rundown. Uh, On Tuesday, the Newcastle United manager search was reportedly filed down to the last two. Now it's the last one after Unai Emery, who's Mm. one of the two, uh, publicly denied it and said he would um, rather stay at Villarreal. And why wouldn't he? He's comfortable there and he's in the Champions League. He's doing pretty well in the uh, yeah. in La Liga as well. And so it seems like Newcastle have their sights set on former Bournemouth manager, Eddie Howe, who has managed for on Sunday. Over a year, yes. He was at the game on Sunday. Um, there are reports, though, that he's a bit unhappy with some of the arrangements um, Newcastle may not have been willing to give up some of the backroom staff um, so he could bring in some of his own and that was a, the major thing at Celtic before they got Postacoglu in mm. um, but I think that will get resolved and I think more than likely very very soon possibly even a day hours who knows um, Eddie Howe will be announced as the Newcastle manager do you see him as a long term shout yeah I actually do I think five years Five years. If he does well. Uh, if he can pull them out well, of the relegation. Obviously, he did well with Bournemouth, like promoting them, obviously. Oh, he did. I think, yeah. And and he didn't have the budget. He did. He barely had a budget at yeah. Bournemouth. So this would be a different aspect. And his... he's got, you know, Callum Wilson. He's got a few Bournemouth links in that dressing room yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they've all vouched to him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll go into that when it happens. On Wednesday, former FIFA president Sepp Blatter, the most evil-sounding name, and UEFA president and French um, legend Michel Platini. Former, former. What? Former UEFA president. F- sorry, former UEFA <laughs> president. <laughs> yeah. Michel uh, Platini were charged with fraud. Surprise! Um, after a six-year investigation. So they uh, go on trial next month, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think Platini will get the hard end of the stick, but set players are already copping it from each direction. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's something you just completely forget about until it comes back in. It is. And to think if I it think was it a was fair... six years ago when that happened. If it was a fair process, Qatar wouldn't be getting the World Cup and it would be in Australia. Yeah. Because I think is... Australia were probably the favourites. Yeah, though we were. I, I do remember that now. Um, and then some money changed hands. Well, we got the Women's World Cup. Yeah. With New Z- is it with New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah. But we could have had both. That would have been unreal. 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, on Wednesday, something pretty remarkable, I think. Uh, Neil Warnock broke the record for the most games managed in English football with 1,602 matches. King. He is. Um, love his talks. I love the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just It's just his aura. Yeah. He's just, he's just a Proper English. This is like... If you imagine what, you know... Sean Dyche would have been like in the in the sixties. I think this is like that kind, of, like that proper English. You know, if you don't know what he looks like either, you can probably imagine what he looks like. He's hard as nails. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, he must be doing something right if he's managed oh. six hundred. Yeah, he's with Middlesbrough now, I think. Yep, Middlesbrough Championship. So he's been in the top two divisions pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Um, no, it's, he's in the history books now. Oh yeah, and he's done some pretty good things. Oh, if he wasn't teams. already, but um, he's good. He's good. At, um, budgeting in terms yeah. of getting good players on budgets. Anyway, um, on Thursday, uh, a 52-year-old man was jailed for 10 weeks for the racial rant on Marcus Rashford, Jaden Sancho and Bakayo Saka following the Euro 2020 final. Yes, finally some sort of justice. Yep. Um, again, this is like... don't want to get like too political or whatever but it's not very often you see someone these days like it's sort of like a new thing you know with this online abuse how it's being uh you know seen by the like by how do i put this has been seen as like a criminal offense um and this is like one of the first real big ones like well, 10 weeks abuse, yeah 10 weeks it's not a great deal but still enough to maybe hopefully you know, teach the lesson um, and stop people, stop other people from doing it. Because I've seen, I've seen fines being handed out. Um, you know, they or they, lifetime bans. Yeah, bans and stuff. But at the end of the day, that doesn't stop. Doesn't send a message. Doesn't really send the right message. I think this one's one of the biggest messages I've seen. Yeah, and um, yeah, I yeah, think it's good. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, that's about all we have time or have for this podcast um still a very long one I think we're just about, almost an hour so anyway <laughs> imagine we had other stuff to talk about well yeah um so yeah that's all thanks for tuning into this week's podcast make sure to follow us over on twitter at 91 underscore pod for updates about us and the world of football you can follow ryan on twitter at rp underscore shop and you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. You can also find all of our contacts and references in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.